Welcome back to 48 and Podcast, where the beer is fresh and the moms are even fresher. Today, we're diving back into the universe of Star Wars just to see how much we can piss you all off. And since our last Star Wars episode had a guest, we decided to bring her back. But she got a cold and she gave us the finger. And But, you know, anyways, always with me is the grand poobah of cracking a beer, Josh. Hi, everybody. And speaking of which, hold on, let's get, ah, ah, there it is. So what kind of wonderful beer? Uh, I just opened uh, a real ale brewing Axis IPA, which is quite tasty. And also got on standby uh, a no label. They're out of Katy, no label 1980 Kolsch. Nice. Yeah, they're both pretty good. This would mean if you're drinking real ale, I'm drinking Brewston. So that would be the uh, inner city exchange of beers. Oh, look at us. Yeah. We're all diplomatic. Eighth, little eighth wonder there. Oh, totally di- diplomatic. I had my mom <laughs> bring me uh, two six packs of this because how else was I going to get it? I was going to say, how did you wind up with a Houston beer in Austin? Isn't that frowned upon? No, like we can lot. bring in outsider beers. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe this is because they're Anheuser-Busch now, but you can find Carbock oh, no, no. going out of oh, yeah. style. I was going to say, not Eighth Wonder, but yes, Carbock. And it's there. there's a lot of the, the craft beer enthusiasts in the area are giving Carbock a lot of garbage over it. And I'm like, you know what, dude? This The, the quality of the beer has not changed. So, you know what? Every once in a while, I am going to buy me some Carbock beer because it's quite tasty. Yeah. I think they're just, I think they're just angry because they got... They got really big into it, and it was theirs. And then Anheuser Busch said, "No, no, 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 just hold up a minute. Yeah. We're gonna put that in every store." And it's like it's not cool anymore. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing happened with uh, what's that Goosehead or whatever out of Chicago. Um, that was the same story. They were a local craft favorite, and then Anheuser Busch bought them. And hey, now you can buy it in Houston and everywhere else. Yeah, I mean they're doing. I mean, yeah, as long as the quality doesn't go down, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I really don't care. They're, you know, everybody's buying up everything. There's not a lot, of, a lot of big ones. And you know what? Good for the Carbot guys for getting a payday. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point, right? And it's like there's nothing in my mind that says they won't go back, take part of that payday, save some of it, and the other part of it, just start brewing their own beer and doing something small again. Yep. I'm sure there's a no compete somewhere, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. All anyway. Right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and kick it off with uh, your spoiler-free review. Um, you know what? Overall, I really like this movie, and I, I was surprised by that because uh, it was. I kind of feel like this was the movie that nobody asked for, uh, but it wound up being really great. Uh, it was super entertaining. The characters were fun. Um, it's it's not your regular Star Wars movie. It's not part of the saga. So, like, if you look at Rogue One as uh, an action movie, like a, they're both action movies, I guess. But if you look at this more, or if you look at Rogue One like it's a spy movie like a Bond movie or like a Mission Impossible, but in the Star Wars universe, look at this one like it's a heist movie, like, you know, an Ocean's Eleven or a, an Italian job or something like that, but with a little more action. It's Han Chewie and the Millennium Falcon's origin, and it's really entertaining. Uh, the last third of the movie was nothing but like twists and turns or, oh, I know what's going on, but then you're really not sure. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that a lot. I kind of found myself, oh, wait, no, that's, I was going to say something, but yeah, it would have been a spoiler. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of watching where I step here. Um, I didn't have any exact, oh, excuse me. I didn't have any expectations going into this. So it made it hard to be disappointed, I guess. So maybe I should just go into every star Wars movie like that from now on and kind of cut myself off from the world and not expect anything when I go in to see it. And then I won't be disappointed. Um, the only thing that I've, well, no, I don't want to, I don't even want to say that. 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> good movie. Go see it if you like Han Solo at all, or if you like Chewbacca, because honestly, I'm more interested in Chewie than I was in Han. But it's super entertaining. It's a young Han Solo, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I definitely enjoyed it too. Uh, the the clear cut thing, and this is a uh, I'm gonna bite off somebody else's thing, but because I watched it, but I'm not stealing it outright because it was something I thought also. It wasn't as much as uh, Last Jedi was a departure from things and an experimentation. This was put, this was getting out of the deep end and going back to the kiddie pool for Star Wars, staying right. as safe as humanly possible. And yeah. the other, and it was it was pretty lighthearted too for the most yeah. part. And is I think the biggest thing about it stands out to me. It's that this is the pervert one of the Star Wars stories. Like if you if you kind of ignore the prequels, this is one of the Star Wars stories that goes like when you sit down and ask your parents, so how did you guys meet? And this is what you get. <laughs> right. In a Star Wars universe, this is exactly what you get. And it definitely fills in it fills in a lot more gaps, but it doesn't do it so horribly that um, uh, Misty's quote, I'm a Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it didn't give you that feel. It it didn't like shove it down your throat so badly. So I mean, overall, good movie. Didn't like I said, it's like it's not a, it's not a great experimentation, but it's just it's a solid film and it's good action. Yeah, I, like I said, I I really enjoyed it and I found myself grinning watching it most of the time just because it was. There's a lot of there's without spoiling anything. There's a lot of nods to canon, old canon, new canon. There's a lot yeah. of nods to uh, and and one big huge nod to the uh, the animated stuff they've been doing on the Disney Channel or whatever. I think um, yeah, like you're saying, there canon is a very big word in this movie that kind of like shows that Disney is going to keep canon around through everything, not just through the movies, but movies to comic books to you know cartoons to novels, whatever they right. produce now is everything is in canon. Right, right. So if it's on screen, it's canon, and and I. I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll think of something, but I can't really think of much bad to say without spoiling anything. So with that being said, this is the warning. After this point, we're going to spit it all over your dreams and spoil everything you hold dear if you haven't seen Solo yet. So you've been warned. If you go past this point, you done fucked up. Nothing better to say there but that. There you go. So we'll go with the easy things. It's like, you know, we have a, our topics here, but what the hell? Let's kind of go with it. What were the big spoilers you liked? Uh, one of them was, is, is more of a curiosity to me and I understand his place in this now, but there's a few minutes of Darth Maul at the end. Let's get the big one out of the way. Uh, he is holding a broken inquisitor lightsaber, um, which is, I can't remember if he is or was an inquisitor at one point or if he took it from one, but I thought that was interesting. I want to um, say he took it from one. And it's. He's played by Ray Park, which is awesome, but voiced by the guy from the cartoons, which is also interesting. Uh, so that leads me to think a few things, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But uh, that was kind of interesting that he's, you know, he's gone from the whole. I mean, he's still Dark Side Force, but he's gone from the Sith and everything. And from what I understand, he just goes by Maul, and he's running some criminal organization like he's the head of the what's it called the crimson i want to say crimson dawn for some reason crimson dawn i think you're right yeah the yeah and i don't remember if you said you were going to watch the cartoons or not but this kind of gives it gives the future his future away but he does die by the hands of obi-wan in the cartoons. yes so i'm aware there is that kind of thing and yeah i was aware of that oh good i was wasn't sure if i was gonna spoil it or not but i was really nah, you're good you're good 
Um, so, that was kind of surprising as far as what would surprise me. Like I was not expecting to see that. It's probably the only thing. Um, I did expect to see the Kessel run, which was super entertaining. I thought, you know, who's everyone in that ship is going to make it out alive because the ship survives. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, it, it, it was pretty tense there for a minute. Uh, that might've been what it was. And that, then let's, let's get, let's get our, our Reddit dig out of the way real quick. Um, I remember when the trailer came out, everyone was kind of like, I can't believe that, you know, Han would, would, he would never, he loves that ship. He would never get, let that ship fall into this kind of disrepair because when you see it in the trailers, everything is new and everything is clean and all those panels in the interior are like a nice bright white. But I'm thinking to myself, I've been on board cargo ships. Cargo ships are inherently dirty. Yeah. That's that's number one. Number two, Lando had that thing pimped out like he was SNL's the ladies' man. You know, he had his <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, had his, room. he yeah. had his cape he had his cape wardrobe, he had a wet bar. It was it's a shagging wagon. Um and this the the third point to that is that th- this is a point that my friend Aaron that I go see all these Star Wars movies with, uh, he made. He goes, Look at how Lando presents himself. Look how Han Solo presents himself. Han does love that ship, but he's he's scruffy looking. <laughs> uh, the interior or the exterior, excuse me, damage that happened during the Kessel run wasn't important to Han. He'd rather have the performance where he needed it in order to stay out yeah. of trouble. And that, I mean, that definitely shows through in a lot of his character, like you're saying. But I mean, I just, and by the way, hi, Reddit, we still hate you. <laughs> just got to put that out there. To a point, uh, we hate you. Yeah, we we hate you when you hate yourself and you hate everything around you. We hate right. when you hate. That's right. right. And, and part of that too was so like we. I came home and immediately dug out my old uh, Star Wars cross sections book that I still have. Yeah. And because I remember him, you know, when when Lando Calrissian said, "Oh, I have this escape pod attached or whatever." I'm thinking that was where they used to put cargo containers. And I'm thinking back to that book from a long time ago. I'm like, that's where they used to put cargo containers and unload them into the holding areas that are inside the front of the ship. And sure enough, this cross sections book, which is from like 1990 something when they first started making those um, shows them unloading cargo in that space. So I don't know if that's still Canon or maybe it was part of his special modifications that he mentions in episode four, or maybe it was cargo and then Lando changed it to an escape pod. I don't know, man. Um, I do get yeah. that, that my book is old canon, so whatever. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just one of those those technical things that's kind of hard to keep up with. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I could have done without it because the one of the first things I ever I watched afterwards was somebody saying that you know I guess it was episode three or two, whichever one uh, that shows the Millennium Falcon, and it shows that that section being completely removed at that point in time. But then again, this is a Carillion YT 1300 freighter or whatever the hell it is. Um, and Han recognized that when he first saw it. So who knows how many of those are out there? Yeah. What's funny is, is where I watched that, I think it was Nerdist. I watched that on and it's like, I figured they would have mentioned that because it's kind of obvious. There's going to be tons of those things lying around. I mean, it's not like there's, right. You know, there's only one name, the Millennium Falcon, that looks exactly like that, but there's a lot lot of that model lying around, probably. Right, right, right. Um, Cast-wise, what did you think? You are never going to cast anyone that was Harrison Ford other than Harrison Ford. Well, really hard to do. But I don't feel like Alden Ehrenreich, is that how you say his name? Uh, I don't feel like he was trying to do a Harrison Ford impression. He was trying to do a Han Solo impression. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he didn't try to play it as Harrison Ford. And to his credit, I think that was a very wise choice. I don't know if that was his idea or someone else's, but you know, he was just this cocky young kid. Uh, I mean, I like the, the, <laughs> the scene that I think kind of encompasses that the most is when he had his fake thermal detonator at the beginning. Oh yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and then he did a, a lot of the very Han Solo thing of being able to talk his way out of anything. I thought yeah. he was great. I thought he was great in the movie. Yeah. I, I mean, he, like I said, he's never going to you know, match up to Harrison Ford because he no. was the character in the first point. But I think he, he played a different version of Han. He played, like you said, more a younger, more naive Han. And I think he played it well. I think, yeah. I don't think there's anyone in this movie I can say right off that was a bad choice by any means. I don't think so either. And that's, that's I was trying to think of it. And you know what? Honestly, I think it's the same thing in Rogue One, um, except for the CGI Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> that was the one thing I didn't really care for in that movie, but um, there wasn't a lot of it. So that was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, I loved um, Woody Harrelson as Beckett yeah. here. He reminded me of like an old West bank robber or train robber uh, who's just, he's, he's tired. He's looking for a way out with him constantly spinning his blasters around his finger and stuff. Kind of reminded me of that too. He's like, he's like the proto, I'm not going to say the exactly the proto, like, Han Solo, but he's definitely like you kind of see where if like you took traits from your parents and that's your personality came in. Some of his what he's got going there is definitely what Han Solo becomes a little bit more than what he is at that time. Right. So right. and I thought he was a good character to throw in there. Um uh Paul Bettany, who's just like it seems a little always seems a little more meek and reserved, is very like reserved, but like very just like psychotically vicious, like ready to cut somebody out. I thought he was a great choice for the role he did. And I think he, he like that kind of like just super serious gangster, psychopathic kind of like almost like talking, a space, space joker. Uh, Dryden Voss. Dryden with the, Voss. Yeah, the, the, the scars Voss. on his face. Okay. Yeah. I, I liked him a lot too. I like that. He had that kind of the, the, I don't know if it's a character flaw or what, but the thing with the scars on his face and his eyes, yeah. when he'd get mad, they'd turn bright red. I liked his whole gangster thing. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a ton of Easter eggs in his office. Oh yeah, I went back like, there and watched was, a few videos on that. There was he had a Mandalorian suit of armor, uh, and yeah, one of the the videos I saw afterward, he had a Sith holocron in in his yeah. office. Makes me wonder what the hell else this guy has done. <laughs> like, man. Well, uh, the the Mandalorian. I mean, the Mandalorian and the Sith holocron. They both, you know, they're going to link back to Darth Maul or Maul at this point. Yeah. So. I think that's where it kind of comes from, just like something kind of picked up along the way or because of him. And it just seems like a direct reference. I didn't think about that. Um, But yeah, I'll agree with you there. Um, I wasn't something I'm kind of confused about is. Well, and then again, I can I can turn this around once I get done talking about it or we get done talking about it. But Chewie's origin was kind of strange. Like old canon, I think I knew he was a he was an imperial slave or something, and Han rescued him. But I didn't like I didn't really care to see him in a pit like tearing up people. You know what I mean? That just doesn't seem like his character. I kind of want to see him as this, you know, super, like like a friendly big beast that that's cool with you is, until you cross him. I don't want to see him as just a monster. Yeah, I think the reason I didn't have that kind of 
idea was I didn't feel like they were throwing people to him at first. Like yeah. he, the all the other carcasses in there were the animals or something like that, and it just happened to be that Han Solo was just going to kind of toss around or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, no, I get your point. If that's, I mean, if that's the case, if they were just tossing him people and he'd been killing down there, killing people forever, yeah kind of throws off Chewie's whole motif of he can be very agitated, but he doesn't just kill people because you throw right. him down in a pit. He's not, he's not yeah. a monster. You know, he's he's an intelligent savage, I guess would be what you'd call him. So it, it was weird to see him in that pit just beating up or eating people or whatever he was doing. But I am glad that we did get to see how much of a badass he really is. Like when he was fighting on Kessel during the revolt and everything, yeah. um, um, part of... What I'm kind of curious about is old canon. Granted, old canon. It was he owed a life debt to Han Solo, and they just became, you know, the best of friends in the process. I'm wondering if they didn't. They changed it to them just being like best friends instead of a life debt because a life debt sounds a little too much like slavery, and they don't want Han to come off as the kind of guy who has a slave. I don't know. Are they are they being PC with this? They can't own Wookiees. Right. It's, I don't know. Um, I mean, the Empire did it. Yeah. Well, the life debt was mentioned. It's mentioned in uh, uh, A New Hope, right? I don't think so. No? What is it mentioned in then? I can't, I can't remember. Uh, what old canon books and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. If it's not mentioned there, like, yeah, leave it as is, as, you know, just something that kind of sprang forth out of them being like needing to rely on each other to get the hell out of there to save their own yeah. ass. But I was I was actually more interested to see how those two hooked up as opposed to just Han's origin. Like that didn't really. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's a great story, but I, you know, that just it didn't interest me at first. I'm always I don't know. I like Chewbacca. <laughs> I like I that they skipped over the entire like academy. I thought that would have been the most pointless shit ever watched. Yeah, I'm glad they kind of skipped over that. Yeah, and um. As for the rest of the cast, I mean, I'm kind of all in on it. Uh, as much as I like the, that guy, I'm going to call him that. Can I call him whatchamacallit guy? No, because... Alden Enrich. Internet? Oh, yeah. Aaron Reich, I think. Is Aaron Reich. As much as I liked his performance as Solo, uh, Donald Glover wins. Dude, Just Donald him. Glover was awesome. Um, that's who, that's who, who I was going to go to next if you didn't. I thought he was a, a great choice, and... I think it's it's funny because now you can see uh, why Han thought it was so funny that he was a head administrator or whatever his title was in Cloud City. Yeah. And that my favorite scene with those two was at the end when Han found him playing cards and stole the one he was hiding up his sleeve and they had that awkward embrace because Lando left him for dead on whatever that, that place was and they were refining the uh, whatever that stuff was that they stole. We're terrible at Star Wars items. <laughs> I know it's it's some new element that has to do with fuel, and I'm yeah. still confused with this whole new concept of fuel in the Star Wars universe. It's called magic fuel. Everyone has magic. magic. Fuel. Yeah. It's basically like uranium, I guess, because it's it's yeah. uh, unstable or whatever. I guess. Pretty much. Anyway, um, yeah, when he he left him on that island, basically after Han tore up his ship during the Kessel Run and everything else that was going on. He was but then so we, pissed about that too. He was. Well, and you kind of I understand the the connection that Lando has with the ship now. So he had that droid that was got torn apart during that that rebellion on Kessel and uh they downloaded like the nav computer from 
the 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 droid into the ship, mm-hmm. which also I kind of chuckled. We went to Whataburger after um, after the movie, and I kind of chuckled. And I was like, you remember that point in Empire Strikes Back where C three PO tells Han Solo, "Where did your ship learn how to communicate?" <laughs> yeah, that kind of made me chuckle. <laughs> But yeah, that was, I, I get the connection that Lando had now because he was super close with that droid. I, th- I think that's where, so a friend of mine was, he didn't see the movie, but he was reading things about the movie. And he goes, like, something I saw said they portrayed Lando as pansexual. And I was like, sorry, what? Pansexual? I was like, where'd you get that? It's like, I'm sitting there and going, I was like, did you get that from like 10 seconds of him looking like he's going to hump a droid? Because I'm pretty sure I'm just, yeah, it doesn't matter that much. People are going to blow up anything nowadays, man. Yeah, it's like I, I just don't care. Although the uh, the person or was her name Phoebe Waller Bridge played L three, just spot on. That I mean, was that great. Is, yeah, it was great acting. Just really good. That was that was really great. Other than I mean, I don't have, really have much to say about Kira. Other than she did great in her role. I mean, there was nothing really that stood out to me about her. Well, I've only seen her in like one other thing because. I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but I don't watch Game of Thrones at all. I do not. I try. I've tried, and yes, you can write in and tell me, "Well, you go to watch the whole first season." I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I got a couple hours a night. That's really about it. Yeah, I got better things to watch. Everybody always tells me, "Yeah, you got to watch more than one episode." I, was like, I watched two episodes. I was very confused. And they're like, "Don't yeah. watch two episodes in the end of a season." And I was like, "Well, you didn't say which two episodes." So that's <laughs> I watched like the first three, and I'm like, "This does nothing for me." Like a lot of that fantasy. Dungeons and Dragons stuff doesn't get. I didn't like Lord of the Rings, so crucify me now if you want to. You're just asking for it. We should open our own. Uh, <laughs> we should open our own subreddit just so people can send terrible things to us. Like, you burn in hell and die. And here's a really shitty episode one meme. Thanks. Yeah, I'll enjoy the episode one meme. I think those yeah, are fun. Yeah, I'm too. Yeah, that's uh, Amelia Clark, of course. You know anybody that knows and loves dragons or anything of that sort. She does a good job. I think she's done a solid job in most things she does, and she's yeah. a solid character, and there's, there's nothing better you can just say than she's a good casting choice, and it worked out well. Yeah. Um, the uh, the mall cameo at the end, like, you know, Kira leaving towards the end and the mention of the job on Tatooine make me think this is going to connect the movie either to another solo movie or another movie in general, and this general storyline is going to continue but then again, with the box office on this movie, it may just be like a comic or something. But I don't they, think the story itself is finished. Yeah, they've already made mention of a, uh, the solo sequel, but they've already said Boba Fett is in the works. And then uh, I would think, and this is one of the ones I mentioned, is an Obi-Wan movie. I would think even though he kills Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan kills Maul later on, I think that there could be an entire movie where plot where Obi-Wan ends up leaving Tatooine and going off and fighting, you know, I don't know where it fit in the storyline exactly, but kind of just destroying part of Maul's empire. Cause Maul goes from like Crimson Dawn, you know, uh, and before that he was with the, uh, the Mandalorians and then the huts at some point in time. And I feel like there's a lot of room in there for them to do something with oh, a, yeah. a Maul Obi-Wan crossover again before he kills him. So, I mean, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of storyline to go around with. So yeah, there, there's plenty of room there. Um, I do think that if they do a Boba Fett, it would be post-Return of the Jedi. Because right now, at this point in time, Boba Fett's pretty young. Like he's like 12 or 13. Or maybe yeah. even younger. Um, so he wouldn't be... He'd be working with uh, the person... By the way, you mean pre-Jedi? Uh, no, post-Return of the Jedi. 
for Boba Fett? Like he gets out? Correct. Like yes. he lives? Okay. Yeah. That's, I, was that's, just, I was just making sure. That's the general consensus is that he gets out. Because right now, because they mentioned uh, the person that Beckett killed, and I can't think of her name. Sorry. But she, Boba Fett was working with her in the Clone Wars series. The She's like, got the ponytail, pasty white lady. Okay, yeah. Um, I sorry, uh, you know, yell at me later, but I can't think of her name. Um, he's working with her, but she's dead, so maybe he's coming into his own. Maybe he's that age now, but I doubt it. So, and the couple of things I've seen to be like, oh yeah, if he has a movie, it'd be post Return of the Jedi. So yeah, there's plenty of room to do something there. Who knows what it is? And it's there's probably another ten years or so, or eight or nine years between the end of this movie and the beginning of A New Hope. One thing that one thing that you cannot argue about this movie, at the very end, Han shot first. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. It's like <laughs> it's no, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. It's like he didn't even do it, and it's just like I feel like it was it was good, but it was also kind of like fan service. That like somebody's at the, on the end going weekend going, yeah, you get it, ah, yeah, you didn't wait. Ah. Yeah, just, it's like quit weekend at me. I get it. Jesus Christ, Disney. Yeah, I might have been the only. You want me to get it? I got it. I might have been the only person in the theater laughing when Han just drilled that guy right in the heart. <laughs> yep, he shot first. Sure, <laughs> I was gonna say I laughed too. It was like at that point in time, it's like nobody around me. I'm just like really nobody. It's like I wanted to. I wanted to kind of scream out at people. It's like you know, you guys shot get first. It. Yeah, you guys get it right. You get it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, that was yeah. That was good. Um, I like the uh, the the music that they had. I think it was during the Kessel Run. And they did the same thing in The Last Jedi, where they kind of combined the music from the trench run from episode four with the music from the asteroid chase in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I picked up on that as it was going on. I'm like nudging my buddy. I'm like, hey, hey, you hear it? You hear it? <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Um, oh, the lounge music they had when they're walking into um, uh, Starface's house. Can I call him Starface now? Will that work? Starface? Starface. Paul Bettany's character. Oh, um, oh. Dryden Voss. There we go. There you go. Yeah, so when they're walking in, Dryden Voss is a roaming, you know, Java wannabe palace or right. whatever. And, you know, the music, the really, really shitty lounge music. That yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. That was, was bad. It was really just awkwardly weird. I think it's supposed to seem alien, but still at the same time, it's like, okay, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, they were they were singing with those weird things on their mouths, and one of the it was like a little frog thing was singing in a tank or whatever that was. That was strange, very strange. Yeah. Uh, did you catch the Starship Troopers recruitment video? Oh, the yeah, when it's like we want you or all that kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was waiting for it to say, "Do you want to know more?" <laughs> that would have been that would have been so far on the fucking nose uh, of you know, rip off. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have been awesome. But yeah, no, that's the that's one of the first times you kind of had that like you know, speaking of that movie, it's like that's such a such a propagandist kind of thing. Oh yeah. And you've never really had that in Star Wars really before of you know, join the war effort, you know, like the it's nineteen it's night it's World War II ripoff propaganda, basically. And it kind of that's what that movie was, and they do just a little tiny bit of it there in Star Wars. So good for them. Yeah. Uh what would Josh change? Oh, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the way Chewie's introduced. Like I said earlier, yeah. um, maybe just ha- I don't like him in the pit. You know, if he's just a slave somewhere and Han pulls him out or something, that's great. But I don't. I didn't like him in that pit tearing people apart. Maybe other than that, 
I can't think of much. No. You? You got anything? All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spark some controversy. Not not for fun, but Ooh, because this is uh, this is controversial. This is, this is something that just weighed on me. It's like as much as there's things in that movie that are just like, ah, that's why the Falcon talks funny. Ah, that's yeah. where the guys come from. Ah, this is you know, as much as they're doing that, I'd change the plot to something other than the Kessel Run. I thought that was so it was good. Would you still rather leave it a mystery and just never show it? The Kessel Run? I'm not asking that. Yeah, I'm not asking that to be a shit. I'm asking that just to to what to it, like leave it up to like the the legend of you know he did the Kessel Run in twelve parts. Like, yeah, and I'd kind of do it like um, thinking about like Jaws or uh, the Hitchcockian thing of uh, like leaving it to the imagination oh. to go wild. Well, you know? yeah. At the same time, you get to see why the the uh, Millennium Falcon looks like a piece of junk. Like everyone thinks it looks like a piece of junk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I I, th- I still think if you did another similar run to it, I think it's like you could almost name it something different. So it's not a whole lot of change. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did just notice in my notes that uh, raises a question now that I, I think about it. So in New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, Jabba the Hutt's after Han Solo because he got boarded and had to drop a shipment. He got boarded by the Empire, right? Yeah. Wouldn't the Empire have seen that he was a deserter? Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a <laughs> He didn't have a real name to begin with, so well, yeah, but that's what they wrote him down as was Tom Sandler. They created the name, so he was using that anyway. So, yeah, why didn't he get picked up as a starter? These are the things that go through my head. You, you could, and this is more of a more of a writer's fix than it is an answer. You would say he had forged papers, that's, probably. That's that's the the fix I would go as a writer. I'm just like, eh, yeah. yeah, and that's probably what it would be. But here here's my biggest question: It's like, does this give you? any hope that Disney's figured out how are we going to do star Wars and kind of a backup to that question is, is does this make up for the shortcomings of last Jedi? Um, coming from someone that liked the last Jedi. It's not my favorite star Wars movie, but I enjoyed it. it. I feel like, and you know what? I feel like this way with episode seven too. I feel like these star Wars story movies are more entertaining than the saga movies. Yeah, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's a, a writer and a director that doesn't have to get super invested in it because they don't have to worry about what's going to follow it or they don't have to worry about connecting it to the movie that came before it. They just have to get, they just have to fit it in with the big picture of the universe and what people already know and what's already out there about it. So they can just make a quick, fun, one-off movie. And granted, neither one of these movies were quick; they're both pretty long, um, but. I've seemed to have been enjoying these movies more than I have the saga movies, which makes me hope that, Oh, let's, let's have episode nine and then go off on a tangent for a little bit before we revisit this part of the universe again. I mean, to that effect, um, I would say we've talked about this several times, stop filling in small gaps, start going back to really, really old and like, let's get a Yoda movie 900 years ago or 800 years ago. I want, I want like an old Republic movie. I want like a, you know, something a Sith War movie or a Mandalorian Wars or something like that. That would be super entertaining to me. Like the old stuff to figure out where we got to where we are. You know what I mean? Yeah, like pre episode one. Yeah, the kind of the proto universe there, everything like it coming together and people like, you know, even before Old Republic, you could have people venturing out and just have these very old like Jedi or Sith or just people stories in the universe. And it's so much ground to cover that you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But yeah, they want to make money. They spent four billion on, so they definitely they're going to have to do it at some point in time. 
and they'll they'll keep doing stuff. I don't think they're gonna put a nail in the coffin, so to speak. It's gonna keep going, yeah, for a while at least. And yeah, we'll get tired of it. It's gonna be like Marvel, where there's at least one movie coming out every year. That's very true. And yeah, and uh, unfortunately, with the second part of my question is like, does this make up for Last Jedi? Was yeah, very much directed towards Misty because she did not like it. <laughs> but I figured yeah. throw it throw it in there for fun, see what happens with it. Yeah, maybe we'll get a comment or two or something. But yeah, no, I I, I knew where you were going with it. I just I can't argue with with that mindset because I kind of enjoyed it. I, I don't I don't know if this means that they figured out the Star Wars franchise or whatever. I think that. I think that the, as they go on, they'll find a lot more better uses for it. And right. like, like we are saying a second ago, you know, different avenues and things like that. So, I mean, all I can do is hope. I mean, they want more money. Maybe they'll get better at it. And, you know, maybe they'll be able to pick people and stick with them. And, you know, Ron Howard probably was a better choice from the beginning than the other two guys who wanted to make it more. I know. And that's something we were talking about on the way to the movie is that, oh, I wonder if we'll be able to tell, like, oh, this scene was done by that other director. And this is definitely Ron Howard or whatever, which you can tell Ron Howard had something to do with the movie because Clint Howard is in the movie. Yep. (laughs) As soon as I saw that, I'm like, Hey, it's his brother, which he's in everything. He leaves in everything that Ron Howard's ever touched. So yeah, yeah, it's, I didn't really notice any of that. I mean, stylistically, it's all very similar. Um, It would have been funny if like, (laughs) and we were talking about like going to the extreme, like as we're on our way to theater, it's like, it'd be funny if there's like two different people playing Han Solo in the same scene or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like he's got a mustache like on one camera, but he doesn't in another. You know what I mean? Like during the same scene. That'd be funny. But it's funny you mention that because in Justice League, they had to digitally airbrush out uh what's his name? Superman's mustache because he was doing another movie at the time because they had to reshoot it because the director changes. So it's ironically I, uh, yeah. very close. Yeah. I still haven't seen Justice League. I'm getting caught up on the Avengers right now. But yeah, I watched Ultron today because I still hadn't watched that, <laughs> and I'm then I'm so behind on anything. It's it's ridiculous. You you might you'd almost want to watch them in order, like you know you watch Ultron, then you watch uh, Civil War. Yeah, I was I was planning on doing Ultron, Civil War, and then um, Infinity War. Do I really need to watch Black Panther? I have it available. Yes, because it it mixes into Infinity War a little bit. Okay, it, you would basically be sitting there going, it's like. Well, who the hell is that? Right. So, I mean, yeah. And why? Yeah. It will. I just watch it. Leave it at that. Okay. Watch that. What did I watch? Oh, you know, I watched Logan the other day. Finally. Nice. The the Wolverine one. I thought that was good. It wasn't what I was expecting, but I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> it so, was a movie. And that's yeah. the review. A lot of people said it was a movie. It's not a superhero movie. It was a really good movie. Yeah. It was just a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Well, I think that's all, about all we got on that. I mean, Solo is out. Solo has not broken the box office. It has not made a billion trillion dollars yet, but it's made enough that it could warn our sequel. So if they make a sequel, sure, we'll watch it and review it. What the hell, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's Star Wars, right? I think we're we're contractually obligated to at this point. Yeah, we've uh, planted our feet firmly in the Star Wars universe until (laughs) Star Trek comes back and beats it. Trekkies. So there you go. I don't know. What's this Wii stuff? You got a frog in your pocket? I don't really have much interest in Star Trek. We got to do something with stars in it. Just, I'm just saying. Starship Troopers? Okay, Starship Troopers. Start making Starship Troopers <laughs> more. And we'll make, watch that. Make Starship Troopers great again. <laughs> oh, the, that's thick. That's definitely thick. <laughs> Would you like to know more? <laughs> All right. Well, that's a tall boy, right? That's a tall boy.
You guys stay loose. Stay happy. Say hi to your mom. Tell her we said hi. Later. Did you enjoy the podcast? Did you hate it? You've got some nerve, mister. Reach out and say hi, suggest a topic, a beer, or just tell us that we're terrible people. You can reach us at facebook.com slash 40 in a movie, on Twitter at 40 in a movie, or email us at 40 in a movie at gmail.com. If somehow you miracled this podcast onto your phone and need to figure out where you can listen to us, we're on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and more. Thanks for listening to 40 in a podcast, because we care about your mom. 40 in a podcast is not liable for hearing loss, baldness, patchy skin, diarrhea, or dry mouth as a result of this podcast. If enjoyment of this podcast lasts more than four hours, please consult a physician.